9 o'clock, final mm-hmm. hour of the WIP Morning Show. Al Morgani, John Johnson, be with you tomorrow as well from the beautiful Borgata. Nice. Uh, discussing all things Eagles as it will be game day, but we have one hour to go today, and what we are discussing right now is your Philadelphia Phillies and a decision made by the manager, <laughs> the future of the first baseman, uh, a lot of things, a lot of ups and downs, a roller coaster last night's game with the Rays, which sadly ended with a Tampa Bay 7-4 to win. Nice enough to join us on the line to break down all things uh, Philadelphia Phillies. He covers the team for Odyssey Sports, uh, which includes here at WIP, as well as Phillies Nation. Mm-hmm. His name is Tim Kelly. Good morning, Tim. Hey, John. What's going on, man? Uh, well, Tim, uh, a lot of ups and downs last night, quite the roller coaster of emotion for fans. Let's start with this. Joe Girardi's decision to stick with Zach Wheeler in the ninth. Agree or disagree? I, I don't think that there's anyone that agrees with it. I, I was I was pretty puzzled by the decision to send him back out there for the ninth because it wasn't like he had 80 pitches. Like It felt like after the eighth inning he was about done. And then once you allow two guys to get on base, I was even further puzzled by the decision to keep him in. So uh, it, it just was not a good decision, period. I mean, after what happened with Nola the other day, combined with what we were seeing with our own two eyes last night with Zach Wheeler, I mean, these are 101 common sense, you know, not big-time gut-feel grizzled veteran decisions, which is, I mean, isn't that why Girardi was hired in the first place? Yeah, that was why he was hired. And I heard you say earlier, I don't think Gabe Kapler would have made this decision. And, I mean, there was plenty, certainly, to critique about the job Gabe Kapler did here in two years. But I know for a fact he wouldn't have made that decision. So uh, it's a contrast, and it it was just a mistake. I, I don't think... That decision has to do with new school, old school, whatever. It was just a bad decision. Yeah. So Reese Hoskins, Tim, I felt bad for him last night. He clearly wanted to play. He was hobbling all over the place. He struggled in the field. I mean, it, 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 before we get into, like, the future of him, he shouldn't have been playing, should he? Yeah, I mean, this just feels not sustainable. Like, I, I think they'll just kind of continue with this arrangement until the injury gets worse, I guess. But – uh, I don't think that'll take any longer than a week or 10 days. It, it, it doesn't feel like something that can last for five weeks for the remainder of the season. It burns because last season you really struggled down the stretch without Reese Hoskins, and you're kind of staring at the exact same thing at a time where Brad Miller's gone cold and you really don't have another right-handed bat to come off the bench and start some games at first base. I mean, but in terms of Hoskins starting at first, you can't start in there again, can you? Because I assume that if what we saw last night, we're going to get maybe, you know, we're going to get that same version or maybe worse if the groin becomes an even larger issue. Yeah, and Reese Hoskins is not a gold glove first baseman normally, but the the play where he went to his right and just had no chance, it, it is what it is. I mean, he you can't fault him. He's out there at 70% maybe trying to give it a go for the rest of the season, but uh, that that does become a liability. But, I, I mean, then he steps up in the ninth inning and hits a home run. So he has three home runs and two starts. So you're kind of in a weird place, and because you don't have the DH this year, uh, that certainly complicates things further. Yeah, and, and like I, this is nobody's fault here. It's, it's the toughest of decisions for an organization to be in because of – as you mentioned, he's not a gold glove first baseman. He's You could make the case he's a very average first baseman. But when you need that help at the plate, I mean, are, do you think they're going to be willing to sacrifice what he's unable to do at first for his bat and have him start in games? Because if I'm the opposing 
opposing team. I'm, I'm going to be bunting a majority of the time to try to make him physically move. Yeah, I'm interested to see how far they'll push this because two nights ago when Hoskins came up and pinch hit in the ninth inning, Joe Girardi said had he gotten on, they would have needed a pinch run for him. But then he starts a game, and theoretically, if you get on, obviously you're not pinch running in the third inning if Reese Hoskins gets on base. So uh, I, I don't think anyone's trying to deny that he's not even close to 100% really. It's just a matter of can you ride this out for the rest of the season, and I would guess no, but do you shut it down before something happens or kind of wait until it gets aggravated? So, uh, unfortunately, they are swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. They sit five back of Atlanta now, and Atlanta idle for two consecutive nights, which is just so odd how that schedule broke down. But beginning tonight, four against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tim, do they have to sweep Arizona? They have to take three of four, certainly. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I know people say the Diamondbacks kind of had some bad luck. Maybe they're not as bad as their record indicates, but they have a negative 171 run differential. They're 43 and 85. They're 40 games back of Gabe Kapler's Giants. Like, this is a team that you, you get to a certain point of the season where you need to sweep these teams, especially when you didn't take care of them last week that you got swept last week when you were in Arizona. So, yeah, I mean, eventually you have to make a move, and this is a team, in theory, you should be able to make a move against. With uh, assuming that, you know, I mean, we don't know what to expect from Reese Hoskins. So uh, the lineup has struggled without him in it. And I can understand it kind of stinks for Bryce Harper because he has nobody around him that's been able to hit, so they can just pitch around him, which puts him in a bad spot. Moving forward, other than Bryce Harper, who else offensively has the capability and needs to step up, assuming that Hoskins is unable to play? I don't know that you have a guy, to be honest with you. Uh, This is where it it really shows that you have Alex Boehm out I mean, you have Freddie Galvis and Ronald Torres in the lineup, who it's more defense than offense that you're getting out of them. Andrew McCutcheon's been colder of late. Brad Miller's been colder of late. So you can point to a few guys and say they need to be better, but in terms of you don't have another bat that can give you anything close to the impact that Reese Hoskins can. Yeah. Uh, Finally, a final question I have for you, Tim. Just curious your thoughts on the changes that Dave Dombrowski made yesterday, removing both assistant general managers, head of player development. You know, if you grew up a Phillies fan in the last 40 years, you've been screaming for change for all 40 of them based on the development or lack thereof. Uh, Should fans rejoice, Tim? Yeah, I mean, ultimately it's going to depend on who they put in there to replace them. But it doesn't take a genius to point out the Phillies have had a lot of hot – first-round picks in the first half of the draft the last few years, and many of them outfielders, and none of them are playing in the Phillies outfield currently. So that tells you what you need to know. I think the fact that Spencer Howard didn't work out as well as you would have liked, Alec Bohm has regressed this year. It was kind of the perfect storm where, I mean, you've had all these high draft picks, and you're still looking at a team that you built pretty much exclusively through free agency. Yeah, Tim Kelly uh, does a great job covering the Phillies for Odyssey Sports as well as Phillies Nation. You can follow him on Twitter for the all the latest Phillies news, information in-game, and, of course, links to all the stories at Tim Kelly Sports. Tim, thank you, sir. Awesome. I appreciate it, John. Have a good one. Uh, you too, Tim.